The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTalkPod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Big Joe and Carl Carafel. Welcome back, everybody. We are here, episode 184 of Turnbuckle Talk. I have a little bit of a different camera view going on here for you. I decided to try something a little bit different, but my God, this episode that we have this week, Joe, stacked full of stuff. Yeah, we've got uh, quite a bit, and uh, for uh, for those watching, uh, definitely your background is a lot more scenic than it uh, has been before. It definitely is. I decided that we uh, were going to move our studio to another room with inside the house. Um, for those of you that don't know, my spouse, she does a, a show called The Andy Martin Show every morning. So it was uh, easier that way from when I'm working nights. I get home, I go to bed, and she's having to do a show. It just didn't work out. So we've moved. We've uh, got it set up so that she can have a camera set up. And it just shows the plain background for her right now. These here, my banners. My, my girls there, Madison Rain <laughs> and uh, Velvet Sky, those are just up with a couple of thumbtacks, so they're easily taken down. Nice. And I figured, why not show off a little bit of my uh, autographs here from uh, Nikita Koloff. Uh, we're looking uh, Psychosis, Jake the Snake Roberts, and that one that's kind of a little in the, uh, in the light there, Rob Van Dam, Taz, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso. And that's only a little bit of the... Uh, collection of autographs that i've got which is really cool yeah for sure man and of course you can see i have lots in, in my background too i even have a fancy on-air sign uh grill position termical talk hitting the marks i have some autographs of my own you can see uh flash funk cole cabana angelia love i got uh, jake kind of in front of me here some of those that you can't see and uh but yeah that's um 
our, our studio setup is getting pretty pretty fancy. They are. I mean, at some point, I do wish that I could have just a room that is my studio. I can set it up how I want. But until that time, this is what we get, people. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, let's kick off with some topics here. And I guess the most notable one uh, for this past week, um, arguably, uh, we're talking some AEW. And we had a rather significant debut on AEW Dynamite in the form of, wait for Carl to bring the graphic up here, Formerly from the WWE, we have Miro, the best man. Yes, we do. We have the best man, Mm -hmm. Miro. This graphic is courtesy of All Elite Wrestling. This is the official graphic that they put out for Mm. the best man, Miro, and his coming to All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, well, what's your... uh, First of all, just like the, um, the segment itself, I thought was... It was a little odd the way that they, they kind of set up where they, they kind of faked you out with a, f- a few other ones. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. even showed up. And then, you know, finally, you know, formerly Rusev, now Miro, uh, showing up. I thought that the segment was a little a little wonky. But, um, but yeah, what, what's your thoughts on him, another WWE guy coming over to AEW? We're going to get to a little bit of that later on in the show. But yeah. I loved this. I really did. I loved seeing Miro come in and, uh, you know, the, the whole way that everything was done. Uh, I, I thought it was perfectly fine. I loved the little fake outs that happened. I loved, you know, having a couple of different people come out and, and you know, you kind of going, no, no, no. Like you're, you're, yeah, you yeah, no, you're not. Thanks yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I, I, I loved it. I thought that it was fantastic. It's, it's something that we haven't seen in a while. It's something a little bit different. Um, and I was perfectly fine with it. The issue that I have was a little bit when he got on the microphone. Um, so obviously, you know, there's been some changes. It's close enough to his release from the other company that he's obviously he's had to make some changes. The, the name, uh, the, the the hairstyle, because there's likely still some Rusev merch uh, in the go with the WWE. So he's had to make some mm-hmm. changes to to make sure that um, we're not using the same likeness, right? So that's yes. enough to avoid any issues. Um, I do have a bit of an issue with, with, with the segment. I'm not just hating for the sake of hating here. Okay. The mentioning the brass ring and Vince. Uh, you didn't have to say the name, but obviously we, we know if you're if you're somebody who's a regular fan, you know who he's making reference to. Yep. I think they're doing this just a little too much for poking and prodding, um, specifically Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I think uh, AEW and just it, it's giving this perception of we're the outcast from WWE. That's the that that's the impression that, that I'm kind of getting from where I'm sitting right now, and that's not something that has um, uh, come across with everybody, but mm-hmm. it is come across with a lot of people. It definitely has. Uh, for myself, I'm seeing this as AEW is allowing these stars to come in mm-hmm. to the company and pretty much air out any grievance that they might have. So, True. I mean. Without going through and and getting into any type of legalities, they're just taking this little opportunity to be able to express themselves Mm -hmm. and then move on from there. So I think that that's all that's really going to be happening is that we're going to see this one little segment about the glass ceiling and breaking through and that brass ring and all of this. I think that that's going to be the only talk that we hear about it. It's just a one time. Hey, get out there. Spew your crap, do what you got to do, <laughs> yeah. whatever, 
and then leave it at that. And I think that that's what we're going to see. If you're Vincent Kennedy McMahon, where are you thinking right now with all with all of this happening? You know, just briefly, like on the overarching topic, I know we'll get into it more uh, later on in the episode here, but just to, to make a bit of a reference to it, what are you thinking if you're Vince at this moment? What do you think that is going through his head right now? I got free advertising. Think so? I'm inside these guys' head. Yeah. That's exactly what he's thinking. Hmm. They have all taken up shop rent-free Vince McMahon. Yeah. That's what's happened. Interesting. Interesting. So, I mean, yeah, like, like totally. Vince McMahon is inside their heads, rent-free. Hmm. And because people get the little nuances that are put out there, people are going, well, if they're bad, maybe I need to go and look at these guys. If they're just bashing them or as bashing them as, you know, people, people say and claim that that's happening. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I, I want to go and take a look and see, uh, see what's so bad with this product. It's, it's all free stuff for Vince. True. I, I, I personally think that I just use the word personal. I think that he's taking each one of these little jabs. I, I, th- I think they're, they're cutting deep for him. And I think that they could be. And, you know, I, I just, Carl, I'm getting visions of WCW again. It just it feels like this company that they're falling into some of the same traps, and I, I just I, I I hope that I'm wrong, but I'm just I'm history seems to be repeating itself a little bit here, and I just I worry I worry a little bit. Well, I mean that worry is going to come anywhere, mm-hmm. anytime, any place, yeah. any company. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could be any company that's done this. It could have been Impact that did this. And and we'd be having the exact same discussion, only yeah. instead of it being AEW, would be Impact. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, in this world of professional wrestling, this is going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be there, yeah. and these these subtle little things are gonna gonna be there and show uh, signs of past times. It's it, it's inevitable for sure. And uh, just briefly again on Vince, I don't know if you uh, saw kind of in your uh, weekly rummagings like you, like I do on social media when it comes to wrestling. If you notice that, uh, I, I believe it's in the United States where they have their list of current billionaires. And uh, if um, you do a little investigating, you'll find out Vince did not make the list this year, that's but right. Mr. Shad Khan did. So that's another thing that Vince is probably like. Eee. That's probably another jab at the heart of Mr. Vincent Kenny McMahon. Because right? you know and that I that's going to bug him. Yeah, you, definitely it's got to bug him. But, I mean, you you got to remember all the other things and projects that the mm-hmm. Khan family has. Yep. Right? Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. <clears throat> Granted, yes, that they, they haven't really been able to play very much. <laughs> yeah. Right? They haven't been able to get out there and do any practices or anything like that. Football's just starting back up. But... I mean, yeah, like he's got these other things. For sure. And uh, I mean, if, if Vince is really just trying to uh, become billionaire again in that billionaire tier, just the WWE product isn't going to do it. He's no. got to have something else. Mm-hmm. And he tried with the XFL. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, as much as I, it pains me to say, because I said it was going to work. It did not work again for Vince, which sucks because I absolutely love that. There's a different style of football out there. Um, yeah. It's going to take a lot more than just the WWE. Oh, for sure. And briefly on that, I mean, even with, uh, I think with your team, uh, St. Louis, it seemed to be like a lot of people were latching onto that team. And, uh, yeah, just it, it was a result of just bad timing too, right? So, um, so it was um, 
just just the way it kind of happened, and it just came out about at the wrong time again. St. Louis. Yeah, isn't that the the one XFL team that everybody was uh, really rooting for? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm thinking NFL for some reason. Yeah, but yeah St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Battlehawks. Hawks. Right? <laughs> I was um, like, yeah. Are yeah, we yeah, talking yeah. about the same thing here? <laughs> All right. Right. I was thinking here for a second, like, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, no, my NFL team. I don't, I, I don't go for St. Louis. I go, I go for the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, what's going on here? Having said all that, uh, Carl, now for myself, granted that, uh, you know, it's not all negative when it comes to AEW here. This past week on AEW Dynamite, they hit a bit of a milestone here, Carl, and, um, you got to think that they're pretty happy about this. We are at 1 million viewers on AEW Dynamite. They are able to, right. to crack seven digits. 1 million. Now, this isn't new. They have done over a million before. Mm-hmm. It's just been quite a while. Uh, from what I understand, it's been like March, March or oh. April since the last time that they've hit a million. Yeah. But... They they've done it. Mm-hmm. They've done it. Yep. Wow. Yep. Again, they have done it. That may have been earlier at some point. Maybe just like in one demographic, but I believe that this is like an overall number. I think maybe that's uh, the key difference here. But uh, regardless, I mean, uh, a million viewers um, on a, on a television show during this time period. Yeah, I think that's something significant and. Um, yeah, you can make uh, the argument that some of the the personnel that they brought over has generated some interest. Um, possibly that's the reason why, or or people are like myself so jaded on the WWE product that they landed here. That that could very well be as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I think honestly it has a lot to do with MJF. It could be um, M- MJF right now is is one of the hottest heels that are out there in the world of professional wrestling right mm-hmm. now, and um, it seems like any time that MJF gets onto that screen, yep. people are loving it, loving it, Joe. Yep, and I'm loving it too. I, I really am. Uh, so I mean, whatever it was, whatever the reason, I'm happy that they have hit over a million viewers once again mm-hmm. and i hope that it continues yep. and you know what i want to see nxt hit over a million viewers and i want that trend to continue mm-hmm. because the more times that people are viewing the more it's going to get talked about the more it's talked about the more viewers come the more viewers that come the more it's talked about it's a circle that just keeps going and going and going and as it climbs it only becomes better and better and better for professional wrestling for sure no, the competition is obviously healthy now is this a number that you think that the people with the wwe are noticing or are they or are they still just kind of keeping them at arm's distance away and it's like oh no these guys are still bush league and we don't care honestly i think that the wwe is always watching whether yeah. it's aew whether it's impact whether it's you know ring of honor uh whether it's new japan no matter what it is, no matter what company is putting out content, mm-hmm. the WWE is always watching. I would hope so. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't really seem to be kind of pushing them to innovate and kind of get out of this rut. I mean, people can pull for the WWE as much as they want, but it's very, very clear, Carl. I mean, we people can deny it as, as, as much as they want. The WWE is currently in trouble. 
Um, I mean, there's, there's, they're, they're trying to work themselves through it, but I mean, obviously there's an issue with viewership. It's, it's, it's a clear problem. People are going elsewhere to watch the professional wrestling. WWE is seemingly no longer the premier destiny. I hear more and more people talking about new Japan, talking about all elite wrestling, talking about other promotions, uh, not so much their local yeah. promotions. Cause there's not a whole lot of that going on, but that's true. Right? I hear more and more people talking about AEW New Japan. Those are the two ones I hear most often now. It's not always necessarily those other three letters that I'm hearing, even just for casual fans and uh, regular fans alike. Um, it's it's a trend, and it's real. It definitely is real. I mean, it's uh, you're right. And, I mean, it is a trend that's been going on and been happening for a while. Um, is there any way that we're going to be able to uh, to break that? I don't know. Um, I think honestly, like WWE is trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to fault them uh, to the point where you know we're going to say that they're done and no. that they can't uh, compete and do anything anymore. Um, but I mean, given what they have, they're they're trying. They're making attempts. So hopefully, uh, yep. things can maybe turn around. And and what's that going to take? I don't know. Is is it maybe going to take a uh, a total revamp of things? Is it going to take getting rid of people and bringing new people in to be doing, uh, you know, writing or or whatever, right? And yeah. and I think that that's one of the biggest things right now is is that the writing team really needs to to kind of learn what's what's going on and uh, what the, the the fans are looking for, um, not necessarily giving in to what the fans want, but giving them a little taste of yeah. what they're asking for. Right. For, for sure. If you start giving all the fans everything that they want, then they're just going to be bored because, oh, yeah, well, I, OK, I got it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what? For sure. Right. Now, I, I, I get what you're, what you're throwing out there. Uh, just briefly back, you, you had mentioned uh, MJF and how you feel he's kind of the, the, the top heel in the company. And um, mm. I, I would agree to that definitely seems to just by attrition, it seems to have happened. But nothing against MJF, but I don't think that he should be that top heel in the company. They, they already have somebody there that should be that guy, Carl. And I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, but I'm talking about Mr. Lance Archer with Jake at yep. his side. Lance should be that top heel in the company, just going through and destroying everybody. They, they need to step it up more with him. They're not doing quite enough. That guy should be the guy that's feared by everybody in that roster. And you know what? There's 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 another guy in it that I'm going to throw out there that could do amazing things and be a really good heel as well. We're talking Jake Hager. Hmm. They have done literally nothing with this guy. Yeah. The guy has all this different background from you know MMA stuff, from you know uh, Greco-Roman wrestling to professional wrestling. He can talk on the microphone. Yeah. He can work in that ring, and they're just kind of holding them back. He's a yeah. guy that could go out there. He's big. Mm-hmm. He's he's this like the same size as uh, as Archer, right? Yep. So why not? Why it's not have him go out there and do something with Archer and yeah. really build something? Even if you make Hager a face and Archer that heel, come on! You just you just said it there because uh, you read my mind because I've always when I when I think of Jake Hager when I think. Uh, when I, when, I, when I think Mr. Uh, Jack, uh, or honestly, I for, uh, the names on the tip of my tongue, but I forget what his name was in WWE, Swagger, Swagger. Uh, I, yeah, I Swagger. think 
babyface. He's the, yeah. the guy that represents like the college wrestlers. Like he should be like one of. I think that that there's just some people, Carl, that that just don't quite work in that other kind of persona where they just say that they they're trying to force things a little bit. That's just my opinion. Sure. But I'm more believable with with him as the good guy. But you know. I think I think he's still in in a, an okay place for now, but I think eventually yeah. he's got to venture off on his own. And I think you go you go back if if you can go back to that you know that good old American boy, you know that uh, all American type of guy. You can even tell up with that with with Jr. Jr. is great at putting him over in that in that kind of scenario. And yeah, uh, there you true. go. And you have Very immediate true. credibility yeah. in that scenario as well. Yep. That's all right. right. So yeah, uh, Lance Archer. I'm really hoping that they can do more with him and just have him out there. Just be almost kind of like that Brock Lesnar-ish type of character if you exactly. can. Exactly, and especially they brought, they brought him in and called him the Murder Hawk. Yeah. Like, yeah. right? Like, that's a powerful yeah. Almost there, guys. Just a little right bit more. Just go a little bit more with it and you'll be there. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, let's flip back over to some WWE stuff here. Uh, more names look like are going to be on uh, the chopping block here. And the first one that uh, seemingly uh, has been uh, called out was Mr. Gerald Briscoe. Or Jerry Briscoe, um, like I said before, we came on the air here, Carl. I wasn't even aware that that guy was still around, <laughs> but uh, apparently, <laughs> still on the payroll, and uh, he's gone. Well, was on the payroll, yep. um, is not anymore. But yeah, another uh, old time name uh, released from the company, and from what we've been seeing, we have no confirmation <laughs> on any of this just yet. But from what we're seeing, that. Um, September, October is going to be a very big month of or a couple months of releases happening within the WWE. Um, Another name that uh, I had seen was Sarah Stock. Mm -hmm. Um, She's somebody that had worked uh, independence and worked uh, other companies before coming over to the WWE. Has been working with the WWE at the Performance Center. Um, uh, Apparently she is gone as well. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see if this is going to be a talent shakeup or if this is going to be, as I alluded to earlier, if this is going to be a backstage type of uh, shakeup that's going to happen. If it is a backstage type of shakeup, I-, I could very well be okay with it as long mm. as they're going to be hiring the right people to put into their place. And that's the thing. Are they going to get rid of people and replace them or are they just going to get rid of people? Um, and, and I got to mention it again here, Carl, of, of all these top tier wrestling promotions out there, WWE is really the only one letting people go. Everybody else has managed to keep everybody else on. And yep. this is resulting in a bad look again for the company. F- forget storylines in, in kayfabe. I'm just talking right. company perception to the public. When you're yep. dumping talent and then people are, are, are getting pissed and going elsewhere, that makes you look bad. It does. 100% it does. And it's it, like you said, I mean, the WWE is the only one that's really been doing any type of releases uh, during this entire uh, uh, COVID-19 that's been happening. So, yeah, how, how is it that the biggest conglomerate in the world of professional wrestling are not able to keep talent and people on payroll right? 
but these smaller companies are. It's quite interesting. It's counterintuitive because if there's, uh, in, in my mind at least, it's the reverse. Like WWE is supposedly this biggest company. They make the most money. So they should be the ones that shouldn't have had to let anybody else go. The other companies right. that are struggling to rub two pennies together, they should have been the ones uh, to release. But obviously there's something uh, – more going on here maybe that we're not uh, fully aware of that uh, you know these smart companies have been wiser with their money and with investments or or what have you uh with ring of honor it's a bit of a different scenario because we have sinclair involved there and they're also um there's a lot of money involved there that i think even a lot of people aren't really necessarily aware of there so um yeah it just it's i'll be curious to see what the names are and what would be particularly annoying is if these people are let go and then if other people are brought in. like And I mean like soon after or right after because then those people have got to be thinking, what just happened? <laughs> right? No, no, I, t- I, I totally get that. But you got to think, somebody like, like Jerry Briscoe who's been there for, mm-hmm. uh, what, 35 years, right? Yep. It's time. Yep. You've put in everything that you, you have got yep. to that company. Let them retire you yeah right go ahead take the time go out do whatever else you got to do for the rest of your life thank you for everything that you've done but now it's time to bring in somebody who can do it for the next 35 years for sure right so in in that case something like that i'm i'm totally okay with Mm -hmm. because then you've got jerry briscoe that's now being able to go and be who he is and wants to be in a retirement type of situation and bring in somebody else that can be that Jerry Briscoe for the next 35 years. Yeah, because that guy's been in that position, so to speak. I don't know if people listening to audio are going to see me doing the finger quotations, <laughs> but, I mean, he's got to be the kind of guy there. It's like, dude, are, they, are you even serving a purpose anymore, or are you there exactly. to just say yes, sir, to Mr. Vince McMahon? Um, That's right. And I, th- I think that that is a deeper root of the problem with the WWEs. We have too many guys that aren't able to say to Vince, this is stupid. Let's not do this. Everybody has been yeah. with Vince for so long. They're like, no, no, Vince, this is good. They're they're just as um, senile and as as uh, as wacky as the old man is. They've been right? to all, uh, Bucky and all these guys that have been with him for so long, and yeah. uh, they just they don't have the ability to tell Vince this is stupid. We're not going to do this. Even the minor leagues won't do something stupid like that. You know, they're they're either senile or afraid, one yeah. or the other. Right. And with the money, too, and I go back to, we mentioned this on a previous episode. This is going a little bit while, while back now. When yeah. we went with this Thunderdome concept with all these screens, that has got to be costly. So right. is that why we're getting rid of talent so we could pay for the, the TV screen so that the fans at home can be there? And if that's the case, wow. I mean, just. Uh... <sighs> but you yeah. wanted that, Joe. What's that? You, you wanted You wanted people there. Yeah, so but, now they gave you people there. Well, it's not the same. And now you're bitching and complaining it's, because it's there's people the there. It's not the and same. And how much it's costing. <laughs> it's not the same. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's not the same because you're not getting the actual sound of the reaction. I mean, they're I think they're somewhat playing with piping in fake noise. And we saw oh, that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The the one that I always reference, and this is actually when fans were still there. I always like to reference one when, when they turn Bailey heel, and the fans started cheering, and you could right. audibly hear them in production muting the cheering and piping in fake boos. That is yep. some sketchy stuff there, and I don't <laughs> right. like that. Uh, but that's television. True, true. But 
that's a sign that you failed at what you were trying to do. When you haven't gotten your desired reaction from your audience, you have failed in that attempt. But that's a whole other topic yeah. in itself that we could uh, oh, yeah. explore one time <laughs> oh, or another. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we're uh, just shy of our halfway point here. So why don't we take a bit of a commercial break here and yeah. let us. Um, I'll you get got a... controls there. You can choose I the commercials. I do. Eh? And awesome. let us, uh, let's do a couple. Uh, these kind of are kind of our regulars here. So we'll, we'll uh, kick these uh, over here. And uh, let's hear from our friend, Mr. Al Snow. And then we'll follow up with some uh, stuff from OVW as well. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Ted 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane! What more angry or butt will so do I at OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> So there we go from our friends uh, over at Call and Rebo and Mr. Al Snow. And, of course, right. our friends over at OVW. I love those guys. Over there. Right. I love that commercial. And as I've stated, that four ninety nine price point for uh, watching uh, OVW on the regular is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've actually been getting into some OVW here, Carl, and it won't be, I'll say, it won't be the last time that you hear about them on this episode. Just That's to give right. you a little bit of hint here. All right, man. Yeah. Let's um, let's venture outside of North American wrestling and let us go what? over Where? to New Japan here, Carl. Uh, this is oh. exciting. We're talking G1, and the two blocks have been announced here, Carl. And just at a first glance, there's some cool stuff on here, and there's some names that I'm happy are going to be involved in this. So either they're going to do 
their part of the the matches over in North America, or they've actually are have been allowed to go back over to Japan, which I'm hoping is the latter. And um, let's go through these blocks here, Carl, because uh, well, these are pretty damn cool. Just right off the hop. Let, let, let's first, yeah, just kind of let let people know who. So we're looking at like um, <laughs> uh, who who are we looking at here? Um, Jeff Cobb, Jay White. Okay, uh, Jay White, Zach Saber. Uh, yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Just Robinson. Um, Will Ospreay. And I think that's it. Just the four. Or Juice. And Kenta. And Kenta, yeah. Yep. So we're, we're looking, what, seven seven people that are going to be going back over to, hopefully, hopefully, back over to New Japan. Yep. Um, so, I mean, maybe maybe this is a sign of good things. Maybe this is a sign of great <laughs> things to come so. when it comes to this COVID-19 that we're uh, dealing with. Maybe we're seeing some signs of hope coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling when it comes to having North American stars over there for these matches. For sure. And just briefly, before we start breaking the blocks down, let me hear Carl. Just a shout out to our friend Ellie in the chat. Always good to see her in our comments during our episodes here. Definitely is. Ellie has been a fan of us. Since our inception, since yeah. we were back doing internet radio, yeah, um, Ellie's been a, a, a great staple for us. And uh, yeah, we love Ellie. She she is fantastic. For sure. All right, let's go through these blocks here, Carl. Let's start off with the A block. And uh, this one is absolutely stacked here, Carl. This is a scary uh, block. Um, just I have a feeling, I'll just wrap that up. I think the winner's coming out of this A block. Uh, let's go through the names here. We've got Kota Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, Kazuchika Okada, Ishii, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, and Takahashi. We're talking the Bullet Club Takahashi there, just so you guys are aware. Um, yes. Wow, Carl. Um, there's This is a... Whoever comes out of this block, I think, is going to, to win this event. But, I mean, this is no pushover here. There's uh, There aren't too many weak links in this block. There definitely isn't. What I'm loving about this right now is that we've got a great mix of young and old within this block here right now. Suzuki being uh, probably the oldest there. Next one, probably looking Ishii. Um, You know, like just having some older names that, that can still go out there and work and put on an awesome show for us. This is fantastic. One thing that I want you to do for us, Joe. Yep. Explain. Okay, because people are seeing four, eight, ten people within each block. Yep. How does this actually happen and break down so that we get a final winner? Yeah, it's not a single elimination tournament. Uh, basically, everybody faces everybody. And who essentially has scores the most points moves on. So basically, basically every... every Ibushi is going to f- uh, wrestle against Cobb, Okada, Ishii, Osprey, Shingo, uh, Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, and T- Tagahashi. And investors, uh, Cobb is going to face all these guys. And just everybody's going to face everybody. And whoever scores the most points by winning is going to move on. Having said that here, Carl, in this A block, who do you think is coming out of this A block to face the winner of the B block? Oh, geez. Okada. Okada. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm going Okada. <laughs> it's tough to go against the Raymaker. It really, really is here, Carl. But 
I think you know who my pick might be here because I've been, since New Japan has gotten back up and running, I've been a big fan of this guy and I love what he's been doing. And obviously New Japan has as well. We were talking Mr. Shingo Takagi. I think that he is going to come out of this A block. And it's insane given the names that we have here. But I think it this could be Shingo's year. And I think that he will not only win the A block, he could win this whole G1, Carl. It's definitely very possible. Yeah. I mean, just looking at all the names that are there, I mean, it's so hard to really boil everything down just to to one person to win right now. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, over, over time, we, I mean, taking a look at all the matches that are going to be happening and then taking a look at the uh, the numbers and taking a look at the uh, the wins and the losses and, and all of that that's happening, I mean, definitely uh, we can make a better assumption once we start seeing some results happening. But, I mean, right now, uh, wow, it's just so hard to choose just <laughs> one. Uh, Takagi, I mean, definitely is is a huge name that is definitely earned this, definitely sure. has. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, block B, Joe. Uh, be back briefly, just on, on A Block, I want to mention one of the names in particular, um, Jeff Cobb. Um, you're going to be seeing more of him in New Japan because he has actually signed. I don't know if it's a long-term deal, but he has actually signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling, okay. uh, which should theoretically still allow him to compete with Ring of Honor as well. Okay, um, good, good. If the traveling can happen. And, uh, yes. you know, we all know that that could uh, potentially happen there. These guys could get over to New Japan. They might get trapped over there, but uh, that's uh, another topic that we could uh, discuss later. Um, B Block. Let's uh, go through the names here. We've got Hiroshi Tanahashi. Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, which is essentially the New Japan version of Roman Reigns, for those who are not in the know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have Toru Yanu, the personal favorite of our friend Mr. Michael Jargo. Uh, Yoshihashi, Tetsuya Naito, uh, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, who is formerly Hideo Tommy from WWE, for those who don't know. And now the former um, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Evil. Um, yes. This block isn't uh, any slouch either here, Carl. It's maybe not quite up to snuff in the A block, but I mean, there are still some very, 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 very notable names in this B block. There definitely is notable names that you're looking at. Uh, you mentioned them very last, Evil, uh, coming off of uh, being the IWGP uh, champion, right? Uh, Kenta, you know, uh, we're, we're looking the, the two of them, Bullet Club members, right? right. And then uh, Naito as well. Right, uh, Los. I uh, can't even pronounce Los Ingobernables de Japón. There we go. <laughs> right, and then like just it's 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 crazy, crazy, and and such a good mix going around from like uh, you know New Japan to Los Ingobernables. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Ingobernables. and uh, Bullet Club, and, and and like just all of these different mix of of talent. From the yes. different factions, I guess yep. you could almost say. Uh, not that New Japan is, is a faction, but um, yeah, like this this one's hard too. I mean, Naito could take this. Evil could take this. Sonata could take it. Uh, it, it maybe they want to go a little North American and go with Juice um, as, you know, they're trying to build New Japan Pro uh, North America mm -hmm. or U.S., right? So. Yep maybe you have somebody from North America that's going to, going to win this and take that. And wow. Wow. For me, 
um, there's a couple different ways I can go. This part of me um, wants to pick Yano just so that I can uh, make uh, Jargo's head explode. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he'll get some wins and he'll probably get some, uh, you know, obviously they'll in- include some comedy in there and it just depends on who they want to do it with. Um, I like Zack Sabre Jr. Um, believe it or not, I'm a big fan of his style just because he is... In professional wrestling, he's a rare breed, Carl. He can adapt to almost any style there. He can be very technical. He can get extreme. He can do the high flying. He can basically do it all, including uh, being a good talker. And, uh, he's got a very British guy. style. Absolutely. and uh, But can essentially kind of do it all, like I, like I uh, mentioned. And then uh, we have Naito as well. I mean, just it's... And then we have the ace Tanahashi. It's really hard to make a pick out of this uh, block here. But if I, if I had to pick, um, I'm going to go with Tetsuya Naito. I think that okay. our final is going to be Shingo versus Naito. That's my prediction. And, and you know what? Like I, like I said earlier, I definitely could see Naito with, with that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, honestly, I want to, I want to see Okada and Kenta. That's what I want to see. That'd be interesting too. That's an interesting matchup. If yeah, they want that's to, what I want to see it come down to. It's, it's, I think both, uh, Cases would be highly entertaining to watch, and I think everybody would win if uh, that was <laughs> the case. So, uh, some good uh, stuff there. So, yeah, um, excited to see the uh, G1, and uh, hopefully, we're going to have some audiences in person for this, and hopefully, it's going to be good. That's that's all I want. I want it to be good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, man. Let us shift over to something that. Isn't WWE? It's not AEW. It's not even New Japan here, Carl. Um, I think that there are still, believe it or not, a lot of fans out there that think that all professional wrestling is still WWE. I know it sounds a little silly, <laughs> but believe it or not, there are still some out there. But I mean, yeah. there are a lot of different wrestling promotions, and a lot of it can be viewed for free. Actually, I will let Carl bring up the the graphic here, and we can talk about some of these. Some cool names on this list here, Carl, and the ones probably that are closest to uh, to our heart here would be CWE and Ignite Wrestling. Our, our friend uh, Danny Duggan over there with the CWE over in Winnipeg, and of course down in Florida, Miss Kim Artlep with Ignite Wrestling. Those are the two that I want to mention when we're at the hop. Definitely. Um, me as well. I want to mention out of um, uh, Toronto, GTA area, uh, we're looking Smash Wrestling. Yep. Um, right. And then, uh, uh, giving a little nod to our, uh, a uh, couple of our, our other <clears throat> friends, yes. um, down with, uh, Southern honor, uh, championship wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and if those of you who don't know over in India, <laughs> they have a wrestling promotion over there as well. You yep. see over on the, uh, uh, the right hand side, the red and white CWE that's there. Mm. That is actually, if you, uh, all of these, you can go to YouTube and type these in. Uh, CWE India is yep. actually run and owned by the great Call Lee. Yep. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to run through the list here quick of the ones that I've, I put onto this graphic. Absolutely. So I'm going to start over on the left. Uh, Beyond Wrestling. Canadian Wrestling's Elite. German Wrestling Federation. Nice. MLW, Major League Wrestling. Yep. Ignite Wrestling. Limitless Wrestling. Elite Canadian Championship Wrestling. Over on the right at the the top, we've got Smash Wrestling, we've got Defiant, we've got DDT Pro, we've got CWE India, we've got Wrestle Circus, we've got Southern Honor Wrestling, 
as well. And I want to throw out another one out there. I know Joe's going to be throwing one out as well. But soon, our friend Jazzy Gaber is going to be running serious wrestling entertainment in Germany as well. So there's another one that will probably be available for a little while for everybody to watch. Yep. And, of course, the other one, if you were around earlier, you saw them during our commercial break, OVW is uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite wrestling promotions. They've always kind of uh, been there, obviously. and uh, But just recently, I've really kind of started delving into and, and watching the shows and um, some good stuff there. Um, for the ones yeah. that, uh, other you know, than our friends, uh, especially in CW and Ignite, the the one that really kind of stands out to me, or the two, would be Russell Circus. Um, if you guys are long term or long time fa- uh, listeners of our podcast you will know that i believe it was two years ago instead of watching wrestlemania i actually ended up watching a wrestle circus show and uh um, oh. crazy right but it was it was good i, right. I thoroughly enjoyed it beyond wrestling is another one that's notable and worth mentioning because there's a lot of current talent uh, involved especially in aew that have uh uh, done some stuff with Beyond Wrestling and some really good stuff there as well. Uh, really high production value for kind of an indie show. And uh, yeah. a lot of uh, really good talent have uh, made their way through there. Uh, Orange Cassidy, um, Brian Cage, just to name a couple, have made their That's way right. through uh, Beyond Wrestling. So some good stuff there. So, yeah, there is so much great wrestling out there, even just given kind of what's going on recently. Definitely there is. And like like we said, all of these are available on YouTube. Yep. Last night, I spent about two and a half hours going through and checking things out and making sure that the companies that I wanted to showcase for us today were actually still available on YouTube. Um, I actually found a few that that don't have YouTube channels anymore, so I didn't showcase them because we want that you guys see that there is more to professional wrestling than just the WWE it's right there on the screen for you guys. Yep. You guys can see that. And if those of you who are listening, I'll run through them again super quick. Beyond Wrestling, Canadian Wrestling's Elite, German Wrestling Federation, Major League Wrestling, Ignite Wrestling, Limitless Wrestling, Elite Canadian Championship Wrestling, Smash Wrestling, Defiant Wrestling, DDT Pro Wrestling, CWE India, Wrestle Circus, Southern Honor Wrestling. So if you're not watching the video and just listening to the audio, there you go. If you need to rewind and pause to catch all of them, do it. And go and check them out because you will not be disappointed. Absolutely. All right, man. Let us, um, what do we got uh, next on the docket here? We have, let me cue up the video. Breaking news. All right, so for breaking news this week, it's from what I've been seeing, it's a, it's fairly sparse when it comes to breaking news. I mean, there's been some kind of stuff going on. The most notable one that I've seen actually, it looks like it just popped up since we started on the episode here today. It looks like Jeff Hardy is uh, re-signed with the WWE. So for those of you who may have been hoping for the Hardy Boys to be over in AEW together, nope. Nope, nope. not going to happen. He definitely yeah. has re-signed. Um, Maybe we'll get into this a little bit on next week's episode, but there were some different stipulations that were put into the contract mm. for Jeff Hardy to re-sign. So we're going to do a little bit of research and a little bit of digging and see uh, kind of what that is and what that was. And um, yeah, there were there were special things that were put in there for uh, 
uh, for him to actually resign. Interesting. So. I'll have to look into that because now you've kind of piqued my interest. Um, did you have anything in breaking news wise that you wanted to? Uh... I do bring up what do you got? I got three things for everybody here today. Cool. So AEW will broadcast the regular time this week in case anybody has not seen that come out yet. Um, it's, it's been up in the air for the last little bit between all these uh, different sports shows and stuff that have been going on, but AEW will broadcast at the regular time this week. Uh, cool. WWE network is going to be putting out new indie content to the network. So stuff that is not WWE, we're talking uh, on Saturday, they're going to be adding in WXW Shotgun 2020, number Mm. one. They're going to be putting up ICW Fight Club 96, episode 96 or or number 96, not 1996, I believe. Uh, Evolve 127. Yep. And Progress Chapter 101. And they're all going to be premiering at 12 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday on demand. So not live streaming, but they will be available on demand on the WWE Network. There you go. And the third piece of news that I have is something coming from somebody that is at the WWE Performance Center. And we are offering our best wishes to this girl here. We're talking Simone Johnson, hmm. daughter of The Rock, today, Monday has gone in for her third knee surgery. And she is uh, very excited because this one here, um, what they're, what they're talking about is uh, uh, fixing her to the point where she will move without pain. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, super happy about that. Um, Super happy that she's going to be finally getting uh, the surgery to really fix everything for her, especially after a third knee surgery. Um, I mean, we're talking the rock's daughter. If she doesn't have it in her genes, I, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, um, so hopefully good things are going to come of this and she will be able to make a full recovery soon. Uh, what she is asking from her fans though, is that you, uh, send her a message, whether it's on, uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and, uh, give her some good video games to play, (laughs) give her some good movies, specifically scary horror movies, uh, so that she can pass the time before she makes her comeback. Oh, can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Looks like there was a little uh, hiccup in the audio, uh, maybe just a brief internet issue, but, uh, for those who, uh, follow any kind of sporting um, ventures, whether it's uh, football or uh, hockey or anything, or professional wrestling in this case, you would likely know that knee injuries are typically the worst uh, for an athlete. And for somebody to go through three surgeries, I don't know of too many people that can bounce back from that. Uh, One of my favorite uh, hockey players of, of all time, Peter Forsberg, knee injury ended his career. And I think that that was... I don't know, maybe it was once or twice that he had to have surgery and, uh, you know, he never bounced back from that. So hopefully, right. you know, um, she can have better luck with that. But a knee injury is pretty devastating for any athlete in any uh, given sport. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be very, very tough. And ho- hopefully yeah. she can uh, pull through that. All right. So let us move on to our match of the week segment uh, here. Uh, just looking for it. There we go. All right, so for Match of the Week segment here, I'm going to break with tradition a little bit here, and I'll actually go first this week. Yes. Here, Carl. And um, 
I had mentioned OVW earlier in the episode, and the reason yes, why did. I did that is because they are going to be involved in my match of the week segment uh, here this week. And actually, I am not actually going to be picking one match in particular. Uh, if you okay. guys remember when we had Mr. Ryan K. Bowen in, we had Mr. Melkor, who is currently a uh, producer with the uh, OVW, mentioned their 1100th episode that was going to happen yep. here, Carl. That is my, not only my match of the week, that is my show of the week. Uh, if you guys have a chance to catch this show, go and check it out. It's free on YouTube, uh, on their YouTube channel. It's absolutely fantastic. And just watching the show was just shy uh, of two hours of the show. And it just felt like, the way the way that they pulled it off is it just it felt like I was at my local wrestling promotion. And it was just a good, solid show. It was, okay. it was absolutely fantastic. We even saw Mr. Al Snow came out, and he, they actually introduced a, a new North American, uh, like a national championship. Uh, Mr. Al Snow uh, announcing that. That was very, very cool. And just uh, celebrating yeah. the, the, the 1100th episode. And then the main event, if I, if I had to pick a match of the week, it's actually from this show. And it was the main event for the OVW World Heavyweight uh, Championship between Mr. Tony Gunn and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, absolutely fantastic match. The ending... Was a little kind of funky, but I don't want to give it away for those who haven't seen it yet. So uh, I know Carl, you probably haven't seen it yet, and some of our no, listeners no, might yet. not have. But go and check it out. Uh, the ending is unexpected. Let's just put it that way. That's all I'm going to say. But some nice. some great stuff, and it just it, it felt like I was back in the arena watching a wrestling show again. That's the best way I can describe it. They they That's fantastic. They put a big smile on my face, and just uh, I I enjoyed watching the show just without any BS behind it. Fantastic. We've mentioned it before. OVW delivers all the time. Yeah. And I, I'm super happy to see that 1,100 episodes in. Yep. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And also, just briefly, those who have been longtime followers of OVW, uh, you'll probably mark out a few times. There were some people that came back that are definitely notable. So uh, just uh, to give you a little bit of a teaser there, for those of you who are regular OVW viewers, you'll be pleasantly nice. surprised and very, very happy. Um, what do you got, Carl, for your match of the week? My match of the week is coming from actually first. I, I, I have to say that um, uh, my match of the week is coming from Impact Wrestling, okay. but I have a little bit of a sad note that I want oh. to talk about from Impact Wrestling. Okay. Wrestle House is done. Wrestle House. Well, yeah. So, I mean, Big Joe really hasn't been watching any uh, Impact Wrestling and doesn't know what I'm talking about. But those of you that have been watching Impact, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Wrestle House. So, essentially what they did, Joe, is they took uh, uh, a bunch of the talent Mm -hmm. and they put them onto, like, their own little separate show. Okay. I guess. So, almost like a Big Brother type of of thing. Mm. So, they were all in this one big house. And they called it Wrestle House. Okay. And Tommy Dreamer was the headmaster of this house. Jeez. Right? So every week we'd see, like, different little things happening. And then, um, you know, like, the the, the Deaners um, would be kind of, like, pissed off at Triple XL. And then uh, you'd see Tommy Dreamer come out. And Tommy Dreamer would go, Match time! Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was normally that long. 
Wow. And then you would see them, they'd go outside and there would be a wrestling ring set up and all the other talents surrounding the ring and they would have these matches going on. It was just very, it was different. It was innovative. And I was loving watching Wrestle House. At the beginning, it was kind of like, eh, this is kind of stupid. Uh, very <laughs> 1990s Saved by the Bell type of graphic going yeah. on. But it grew on me and I loved it. My match of the week this week is coming from Impact Wrestling a couple of cruiserweights hmm. who didn't actually just go out there and do a whole bunch of flippy crap. Uh, we're talking Chris Bay and TJP. Yes. I was loving this matchup. I, I, I didn't look away. Mm -hmm. There was just phenomenal stuff coming from both Chris Bay and TJP. They sure they did, uh, you know, a couple of high flying things, um, but they did a lot of mat work yeah. as well. So, they had that really good mixture of both works and I was just super happy with it. So there you go. A good uh, my pick. little rant on wrestle house and my match of the week. A good pick there. And, uh, the one half of, of your match there is interesting. Uh, TJP, um, you know, spent some time in WWE and whatnot. There's a guy that just, it's, he's such a weird anomaly in wrestling. He, he's such a, a good talent. But yet, I'll just put it to you this way: he just he needs to get his his head out of his own ass. Okay, I'll just come yes. on and say it. Yep. Um, he can be kind of a high, very um, Austin Aries s sometimes. Um, yes. He obviously he knows that he's good, but just he needs to be a little bit more careful. Kind of, I think when he just the way that he conducts himself, and uh, I think if he does that, he yeah, can yeah. be somebody notable in this business. But just he. Tends to be a little self-destructive, and uh, sir, if you happen to be watching this program, just 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 tone it down a little bit and just be a little bit more professional. And I think you'll be amazed at the results that you'll achieve. So yeah, I think there you so go. Too. We'll see it. Yeah. All right, man. Let us take a bit of a brief break here and uh, hear from our friends at thechairshot.com, and we'll come back with our showstopper segment for this week. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So here we go, a little word from our new friends over at thechairshot.com. Uh, for those of you not in the know, uh, formerly our, we used to be over at uh, with our friends over at thegrillposition.com, but fairly recently they were purchased by a new website, and our friends uh, over at thechairshot.com were gracious enough to bring us on board and feature us there every week. So again, thanks to Greg and the boys over at thechairshot.com. Right. All right, let's get to our showstopper segment here for this week here, Carl. So we have a bit of an interesting one here this week, and it, it kind of ties into our first topic for this episode with uh, Miro, formerly Rusev of the WWE, making his um, of the WWE making his debut over at AEW. T too many three-letter uh, things <laughs> kind of right. going on. It's uh, I get them mixed up. Um, and we're talking about: is it fair to call people who have been in the WWE to essentially to, to kind of refer them to as WWE guys when they decide to go elsewhere, which I think is kind of at the, the, the heart of the topic here, Carl. And I'll let you put up the, the graphic here because I think this is pretty telling about this topic is that I think yeah, it, it's, it's, 
it really depends on who we're referring to here uh, in this conversation. So I'll let you put up the graphic and we'll uh, we'll talk about well, these in, names. In a moment, I'll put yep. up the graphic. Sure. What I want to say here is that this topic kind of encompasses, yes, is it, is it fair that we, we just call them that WWE guy? Yep. Um, or as well, um, we're refer- we keep referring to uh, people that go over to, to All Elite Wrestling as, oh, All Elite Wrestling is just becoming a dumping grounds for the WWE. Yeah. Oh, they're just the WWE rejects that they're taking in and stuff like that. So now I'm going to put up the graphic here for you. And on this graphic, there's going to be three people on here, okay, that were WCW rejects. Yeah that the WWE took over, but we never considered them or called them that, okay? Okay. Never did we call them that. Here we go. Stunning Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm, I'm going to do this with with the pointer. Stunning Steve Austin. Yep. Jean-Paul Levesque, okay? And then Cactus Jack. Yep. Okay, so all three of those known as WCW rejects. I think you can but add AJ to that list as well. Referred to them as that coming over into the WWE. Yeah. Why? Uh, Why are we referring to others going at other <laughs> companies as WWE rejects when WCW had rejects that the WWE took in yeah. and made their biggest stars out of? Yep, I think it depends on the personnel, but I think you can actually, if my memory serves me correctly, you can actually add AJ Styles to that group because I believe that he uh, had a bit of a run in WCW as well, you know, and then and in a bit more of a roundabout way than the other guys uh, found his way to to WWE. But uh, but yeah, like I said, it really depends on who we're talking about here. Um, when I have on some social media posts referred to as, oh, it's kind of turning into the rejects of, of, of WWE and in, in, uh, in AEW. I'm referring to guy, to people, and I think most re- notably, I think um, one of the better examples of this would be uh, Tynera Conti, or as Tay Conti, uh, as uh, they're referring to uh, over in AEW. She was somebody that was clearly turned away by the WWE and seemingly just going to the other company out of spite. You know, there, there has been some of that kind of going on. But... At the same time, you know, where we're talking about some of the other people you have on this graphic here, especially, Carl, especially uh, Mr. Brian Danielson and Kevin Steen, okay? Those are guys that really made, in different ways, kind of really made themselves known in Ring of Honor before coming over to WWE. Now, Daniel, a bit of a different uh, scenario. He actually had a bit of a run in WWE first, then went to, uh, believe, either first time or back to Ring of Honor and then back to WWE again, whereas uh, uh, Kevin um, made, well, he did some other stuff previous, but then had a really, really good ring in Ring of Honor and then made his way to, to WWE. Now, the using the term WWE guy, I think really if, when we're talking about those, we're referring to like their homegrown uh, WWE people, you know, like your... Um, I guess most notably, probably Roman Reigns would probably be the best example to come. The ones that are coming purely out of that WWE system to get turned away by the company and then to go to the other one and then to, to kind of poke and prod at advance. The, that's, those are the ones that, uh, that I usually kind of refer to because obviously, you know, the two, you, you pick the two best ones to kind of use for this example because uh, Daniel and Kevin both 
guys that I wouldn't necessarily call WWE guys, just because they did a lot outside of those three letters. No, and, and I, to- I totally get what you're saying there. Um, kind of where I'm coming from with this is uh, they came from Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. But when they when they got to the WWE, we weren't just referring to them as, oh, the Ring of Honor people, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. You know, we were saying, oh, it's Daniel Bryan. Oh, it's Kevin Steen. Right. Oh, no. AJ Styles. Wow. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and I mean, like. Even even back in the day, you know, Steve Austin yep. and uh, Triple H and uh, Mick Foley. Right. We, like like they, they came in as as other people before. Mm-hmm. Right. They had their their time in another company, but we didn't reflect back on that. Mm-hmm. And for me, we need to stop doing that. Because somebody leaves the WWE, no matter how it's done, mm-hmm. no matter if it's because they were fired, no matter if they left on bad terms, no matter if they were turned away at the door when trying to get in, we need to stop referring to these people as from WWE. We need to stop that. Yeah. Now, I they would... are independent contractors. Mm. They're independent workers. Yep. In right? WWE, you could you could argue against that. But the, the, again, that's a, an old discussion that we could actually have. But um, when it comes to, especially the the graphic that we have here, here Carl, is that another reason why it's not fair. Like if, if any of them were to go over to another company, wouldn't necessarily um, use that thought process because again, all these six gentlemen here were very, very, very successful in WWE. Now, whereas we talk our, our lower down talent, you know, that were pushed aside, arguably, going over to another company, that's a bit of a different scenario. You know, as we're talking about somebody who was actually, you know, rejected by the company, only going over to somewhere to then kind of say, oh, we were, wasn't good enough for this company, so that's why I'm here. That's where the issue kind of comes in. And I can see why people have that thought process with the lower end people, which I think is where a lot of people are coming from. You know, when you talk, mm, not really fond of using this one, but when you talk to your, your Zach Ryders, you're talking to your Tanira Conti's, your, your Rusev, um, people who were arguably, you know, either misused or didn't quite get to that level of these six gentlemen. Clearly, you know, those are the ones that I think people uh, have a bit of beef with of going over to AEW just to spite the old man over in WWE. But how do you know it's just to spite? They're there to work. True. They have to earn a paycheck as well. True. But I do refer you to his, to, to Miro, we're calling him in AEW now, of referring in a bit of a roundabout way to Vince McMahon, saying, you know, I wasn't good enough for you. Now I'm here to basically to prove you wrong. And what's wrong with that? It's uh, all about perception from the the public and the fans, right? Is that uh, people that, that guarantee you there are some people, and I'm not saying necessarily that I always feel that, that that way, but there's a large segment of the audience out there that that see them turning into the next WCW. We're, we're just we're taking everybody that the WWE is getting rid of just to stick it to Vince. There is a significant amount of there are a significant amount of people out there, Carl, that do feel that way. I'm not saying that I share that sentiment always, but there are a lot of people that do. And that's what I'm trying to get across is that people need to stop thinking that. Yep. These people have to go out there and work. They have mm-hmm. to make a living for themselves. Yep. Okay, but they can I'm do gonna it. Use, I'm going to use a, a, a name and an example yep. from from somewhere else. Okay. Yep. 
I'm going to use Peter Forsberg. Okay. So Peter Forsberg did his best work where? Colorado. Colorado with the Colorado yep. Avalanche. Yep. Well, before that, did you know that he did a year with the Quebec Nordiques? Absolutely. He was part of that big Eric Lindros uh, deal that happened, actually. He was uh, uh, right in the midst of that deal. That's right. But yep. he, he, he got big, and he did whatever he had to do with the Colorado Avalanche. But we never referred to him as that reject from the Nordiques. No. No, but, never happened. Yeah. We don't do that in but, other sports. Why yeah. are we doing that here? The difference is, is that he wasn't referring. He never referred to the, the Nordiques as of him rejecting him. I'm fine with that. This is my thought process. Really uh, deep down, when it comes to this, I'm fine with ex WWE talent going over to AEW. What I don't like is them in that their first promo or especially if they decide to kind of do it over and over again, which hopefully won't be the case of them referring to the WWE saying, essentially Miro was, was especially guilty of saying I was rejected by you. I'm here now to prove you wrong. Paraphrasing there for sure. But that's essentially reading between the lines of what he said there. You know, I reach for your brass ring and your imaginable brass ring. Screw you. I, I'm, I'm here in this company now. He, it would have been just as successful if he would have just said, you know, everybody obviously knows who I am, but I just I don't need to, to refer to that. I don't need to poke and prod the beast if I don't need to. I would have been perfectly fine if they would they would just come over and just do their thing without having to stick it to Vince because it, it, it's I, I think that that this could come back to to haunt them eventually. Like I said, I just I, I get visions of WCW again, and I don't want history to repeat itself because it, it's 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 looking very it's. It's looking very much like that, and I don't want that to happen. And you're using one person. Well, right? Cody, Cody, Tay, Tay, Tay Co- Conti, did she do any of that? Uh, I don't know yet. I will have to. She has, I believe she hasn't made her debut yet. Uh, she has. The match. And okay. she hasn't done any of okay. that. Cody uh, did it with the, the throne. Uh, sure, but Cody yep. started this company. Absolutely. It's a little bit of a different, different situation. Cody Absolutely. started this, yep. and he's trying to do something for shock value. Yeah. To build his company. True. That's a different story. True. Right? Right? And and I mean, with, with, with all of this, I'm not even talking people coming into another company and talking about the other company that they were in. I'm talking about the fans, these 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 smarks that are going out there mm-hmm. and, and going, oh, well, he's just a former WWE guy, whatever. Um, you know, oh, he's, he, he means nothing. Oh, they're just taking all the WWE guys and, and just trying to build off of their, uh, you know, status and, and, and stuff like, no, they're, they're people that have to work no matter what company they go to. They don't have to mention the WWE and the smart marks out there are still going to be going, oh, well, he's just a former WWE guy. Oh, oh, they're just pulling (laughs) in all these old former WWE guys. Oh. Oh, you know where the majority of the people have worked? The WWE. True. In some capacity or another. They have all worked at the WWE. <laughs> so come on. What's the problem here? I see. Just shut your freaking mouth. <laughs> Just be quiet yeah. about it. And, and be happy that you have professional wrestling. For sure. Why do we have to make such a big deal out of that? I see both sides of the argument. And uh, I, I, I kind of lie somewhere in between. Uh, I, I get a little bit where... Uh, where you're obviously I get where you're coming from. And I also get a little bit, you know, where the, uh, the fans on the other side are coming from as well. And I definitely understand why that perception is there uh, because there are some people that, you know, were around for the, uh, the Monday night wars and, you know, they, they do see 
uh, some trends going on. And um, that, that's basically my main concern is I just I don't want them to repeat the same mistakes because I am I'm seeing that that trend happening a little bit. And I just don't want them, especially with, with such a new company and they have done so much good and they made some mistakes, too, obviously. But we just I just don't want them to fall flat on their face and get to the point to where, you know, they're, they're poking and prodding the company so much that Vince is going to be eventually. Like, OK, you know what? That's enough. We're going to buy out that company. And then the, this other company that we've wanted this competition will be gone because of that. I just I don't want it to escalate to that level because that could be a real possibility. It, yeah, it definitely could be. Um, you know, I, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. But again, this showstopper segment has absolutely nothing to do with people talking about the WWE. It's about people referring to these yep. wrestlers that are coming over as just oh that former WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so WCW was was going under whatever. The WWE brought in a whole bunch of WCW guys and made stars out of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's wrong now with AEW taking stars from the WWE and doing the same thing that the WWE has done? People are Mm. crapping all over it and saying that it's wrong, that they shouldn't be doing this, that, oh, they're all just former WWE guys that shouldn't be doing that. When the invasion happened, we didn't, we didn't, I mean, they referred to the invasion and stuff as WCW for a while. They definitely did. Mm -hmm. That can't be done again. No, it can't be done again, people. It's already been done. But after a certain length of time, that whole thing stopped and we had WWE wrestlers, workers, entertainers, and that's what it became. So why are we continuously saying this? I don't. I just. I. I. It. It. It doesn't get into my head. I yeah. don't understand this. I can. Why? S- I can see a little bit because I think it has to do with, with the the level uh, of the talent. A lot of those WCW talents that came over from WD were legitimately top notch, top tier talent. You can push them to, to the top if you wanted to. A lot of these ones that had been again all these finger quotations for to just let people know in audio of people who have been rejected by the WWE because they haven't been quite up to snuff, whether they just haven't quite had it in themselves or were events of the higher ups didn't feel that they were worthy. I think that that, that, that is the key difference here and why people are, are latching on to this idea is because we're talking totally different levels of talent here. Um, it's been pretty clear that some of these people in WWE haven't quite lived up to being in the number one company. And I think that is what people are latching on to. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I did, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. It it's, just, just for me, it's an I interesting mean, it discussion. Just, uh, it's an interesting discussion because it, it really gets at the heart of uh, how fans are feeling and how they're probably going to be be picking uh, WWE over AEWs. I think it's it's a significant issue in a lot of people's heads um, when it comes to that, and, and maybe why some people are maybe maybe a little turned off of, of AEW because they're seeing well, well, you know, these are just guys that were formerly in the other company. So that's why I think it's it's a worthwhile topic to uh, to think about. No, it it definitely is, and that's uh, that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up this week because yeah. it's uh, something that I've seen put out there uh, for for a little bit now, and I mean it's stuff that uh, uh, other people are uh, not necessarily talking about, but they are sharing it on social media. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I this this is uh, essentially where my. Um, uh, inspiration for this had come from. I saw a meme on on Facebook, 
It said WWE marks bashing AEW for hiring former WWE wrestlers are funny. W- or WWE hired these WCW rejects in the 90s <laughs> that became legends. Yep. Looking at names like Cactus Jack, Stunning Steve, Jean-Paul Levesque, Eddie Guerrero was another one in that list. Yep. Um, right? So, yeah. That's like other people get what I'm saying. They yep. understand they understand where I'm coming from. Yep. Right? All these people are, are like like bashing AEW for hiring former wrestlers when WWE did the same thing with yep. former WCW wrestlers. Yep. And look at what WWE was able to do with these people. True. Some of the biggest names in the history yep. of professional wrestling. Yep. And I think that we we really need to get ourselves back to a point where we're not looking at it as WWE guys, AEW guys, Ring of Honor guys, Impact Wrestling guys. We really need to get back to a point where we're thinking professional wrestlers. Yep. Right. And that's, that's for me, that's my biggest thing. We really need to get back to that place where we're happy to have professional wrestling no matter where someone is no matter what company this professional wrestler wrestling star no matter what company this wrestling entertainer we'll even throw that word in there as well no matter where they are we have professional wrestling my final word on this will be I'll pick two of the name. I'll pick one name from uh, the one side, one from the other side. Miro slash Rusev here, Cactus Jack way up here. That's all I'll say. Significant difference in the in the, in the talent that came over. That's all I'll say on the topic. And this might be something we revisit again. I have a feeling that this is a topic that uh, we haven't seen the end of, and we'll likely be revisiting. I can guarantee right. you on that one. Before we go here, Carl, uh, tell us a little bit about our sponsors before we peace out for this week. Definitely. We have got some amazing sponsors. First one I want to mention is over at Phoenix, fnxfit.com. Go and take a look at them for amazing supplements for health. They've got protein powders. They've got uh, pre-workouts. They've got post-workouts. They've got super greens. They've got testosterone. They've got collagen products. They've got anything that you might be looking for. Go and take a look at them. You want a promo code? Shoot us a message. Let us know, and we will get you a promo code to get 15% off anything over at fnxfit.com. As well, our other sponsor, we're looking at collarandelbowbrand.com. Amazing clothing coming from collarandelbowbrand.com. Everybody sees that I wear the hat every week. I love this hat. It is amazing. It was black at one time. It's now brown because I've worn it so much in the sun. Go and take a look at collarandelbowbrand.com. When you're there, anything that you put into your cart at the very end, use promo code JKPODCAST, and you're going to get yourself 10% off that entire order. And we have our own merchandise available. As you can see, I've got my Turnbuckle Talk shirt on. I've been drinking out of my Turnbuckle Talk mug. We've got Turnbuckle Talk merchandise available for you. Go to turnbuckle-talk.myshopify.com. Dot com. It's scrolling down at the bottom there for you. Go to that yep. link. Take a look at what we've got there. Make a purchase. Every purchase that's done there helps us continue to run 
these broadcasts for you, whether it's here with our friends at StreamYard or over on the audio platform with Podbean. We appreciate everybody that goes and takes looks at those three places to purchase a little bit of merchandise that helps us in the end. All right, man. Let us um, wrap it up here for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me, it's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I'd like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows here. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.